guys. All right. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. You know, I would start this evening out asking about the connections you made and the people that you assigned, but I didn't see any comments or posts in the network. So I'm going to, you know, assume that you would put them there first, right? Right, ladies. But um, <clears throat> you want to just, just keep rolling? Like train kept rolling, just keep on rolling? Because I will. Okay. Okay, so we have gone through. Hi, Goldie. We have gone through four weeks of the court cards. We have discussed assigning people in our lives or maybe pop cultural references, you know, actors, people in books, maybe. And we've covered the pinnacles, wands, and um, cups. And tonight is our last court and our last family of the swords. And you're going to have to excuse me. I have cotton mouth because I'm high as hell. So let's have a good time. All right. So I know that those listening from the network have read about this before, but it should come as no surprise that Durwood is King of Swords. But you know what? I need to tell you guys something about Durwood. Recently, as in very recently, I started watching Bewitched from episode one, and I don't know why. Um, I think I'm five episodes in, and I have to tell you, I don't like Durwood. I just don't like him. I mean, Endora said it best. Like, why do you have a problem with my daughter, who she really is? He said, I like her just the way she is without all the extra stuff. You know, I'm so extra. My Durwood couldn't handle me if I was not extra. But Durwood is very, very logical. Like, he has a Mr. Spock quality about him. Um, whenever there is a situation where emotions may be involved, you can rest assured that he is not going to show any emotion. He's the one you go to when you need to get shit taken care of, right? You know, he was my rock when we had my father here for those nine weeks. And he's the kind of person that always starts off, you know, with his head. Always, always, always analyzes a situation, um, comes up with a solution. Now, on the, on the kind of darker side of that... He is the type of person as the King of Swords that wants to fix everything. If I go to him with a problem and say, I just want to vent about something, or I say, you know, I'm really bummed out about this because this is, because this is literally the way I talk. I'm so bummed out about this. He will try to fix it. And so it took a few years, you know, we've been married 11 years, took a few years for me to educate him and, and teach him that just because I start venting or I say something, I don't necessarily want him to fix anything. Well, that's King of Swords, right? He's so logical and so unemotional. I'm not saying that he doesn't have emotions because he, he does. He's very kind and he's very, very loving, but he's highly educated. He's really, really level-headed. And if there's anybody in the world who can stand next to me and make me feel like an emotional mess, if I just let myself slip for one second, it's him. And that's always been such a good thing, you know, because we balance each other out so very well. But my king of swords would be my Derwood. And not just because of his logic, because, you know, he was in the chess club. 
he was in, yes, I know. <laughs> Don't be jealous, ladies. He's taken. <laughs> he was in the chess club. He was in the astronomy club. Uh, he is the person who taught me about constellations and planets. And you all know that I'm, a, you know, I'm in love with planetary magic. And as a planetary magi magician, I share a lot of weird little things like pictures from the Hubble and different stuff. But Derwood's the one who taught me about all this, right? And I remember when we got married in Vegas, you know, because we ran off to Vegas because we were older and I had already been married and divorced and we just didn't care about having a wedding. But we went to the Grand Canyon and we drove through Texas and I will never, ever, ever forget when I was driving through Texas looking up at the stars because see where I'm from, I'm from the city. And even though I moved out here to the corn, I don't see the kind of stars that can be seen from Texas or Arizona. You know, it looked like you could just reach up and just scoop handfuls of them. But every little boring tidbit that I shared, I'm sure some of my shit's boring, um, about stars or what a penumbral eclipse is and stuff like that, I learned from my Derwood. He's my king of swords. So when you're thinking about assigning, you know, um, a person or a persona to your king of swords, you know, we always think of the King of Swords as, you know, he's very, you know, he's got his eye on the prize. He's kind of like tunnel vision. He's like, you know, in a vacuum, like he don't care about nothing. If he's focused on something, then that's the only thing he's focused on. That doesn't always have to be bad at all, period. You know, a brilliant mind operates in different ways. Um, you know, we're, and we're, we're thinking of, you know, someone who seems so logical. But I also want to say that he's very scientific about things, right? We like to do experiments. If there is, I, I, if you guys, you all who are in the network and follow me on TikTok know that I grow so many things here. My husband, King of Swords, he has a, he has a green thumb and his thumb is special because he will go out and do experiments and get the biggest yield of tomatoes or cucumbers or whatever it is, any kind of plant, because he loves the scientific part of it. So he's well-rounded in that he is very logical. Um, he's very, very intellectual, you know, very educated. But he's also really scientific and cool in a nerdy, kind of hot, nerdy kind of way. So my King of Swords would be my Durwood. Even though I don't really like Durwood on Bewitched because I felt that he was a misogynistic pig. That's where I was leading. I recently started watching, I'm so sorry. I recently started watching, um, bewitched and was enlightened to his misogyny. Sorry about that, Elisa. I gotta make Elisa a mod. Okay. So also if you're in the group and you looked at my four queens post, you know who I'm going to say the queen of swords is and that's Judge Judy. But you know what? I kind of think that does it a little bit of a disservice and hear me out. In, in the in the comical sense, it absolutely is Judge Judy, right? But that's just in a comical sense because Judge Judy, let's face it, she's a bitch. She she is just really icy, just really just you know how you know what I'm talking about. She thinks everybody's stupid. She tells everybody she thinks that they're stupid. So I think that choosing Judge Judy probably did this card of a disservice. But it's this judge. Um, archetype that, you know, I'm trying to fill in this position, you know, someone who's a problem solver. 
um, someone who can shock you with their words, someone who does not beat around the bush, kind of like me, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth, you know, but you know that it's always going to be filled with kindness and love, but even telling someone to fuck off is love in my language, that is my love language, so kind of, you know, someone who is emotionally intelligent, but honestly, the other side that you don't really see is that they're very nurturing through kind words, through example, right? And one of the one of the characteristics of this card for me will always be fairness. Always. Because they, it doesn't matter. It's, it's King Solomon kind of fairness. Like, you know, the Queen of Swords would cut your baby in half, honey. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about, you know, being fair. But I think that Maybe I will have to pick someone else because it hit me that Judge Judy really isn't very kind. I mean, she has a lot of qualities, you know, as far as, you know, solving problems, being fair. But she is no nurturing spirit or energy at all. She's not going to, you know, uplift you with your words. The, the dark side of her will manipulate you with her words. She could sell an Eskimo ice, if you know what I mean. Or an Inuit, I think is the proper term. I apologize if that offended anyone. Um, but you get what I'm saying. She's got a sharp tongue. She can sell. And you know, but it doesn't mean that she's uncaring. She will come across that she just does not care. She don't care. But deep down inside, she does, right? And I think that the Queen of Swords' heart hardened after <clears throat> being romantically injured so many times that she prefers to stay in her, in her mind. She prefers to love you um, in a mental kind of way, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I'm going to have to pick someone else besides Judge Judy for that. I just don't want to have to go back and change that meme, so I probably won't. So you guys heard it here first. So let's go to the Knight of Swords. Now, I know that the Knight of Swords is a male character, but I'm telling you, this person for me is my daughter, Skylar. You know, Skylar's very immature. Um, <clears throat> she just turned 18. And she just literally got her driver's license on July 2nd. And do you know what she told me? You know what she said to me? Y'all gonna love this one. She wanted to go to Target and she wanted to borrow my husband's car. And I told her to be careful. And she told me, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing, Mom, or they wouldn't have given me the license. And I had to bite my tongue <laughs> because she had her license for like a whole 24 hours. And I said, okay, because there's so, so much to learn. And I don't want to come across as, I don't want to correct her, right? She will learn through, we all, same way we all do, that should be, you know, nurtured. And that is learning to experience. Um, you know, with the swords, it's all through the mind. But, you know, what what is missing or what is to be looked forward to is the experience and that warrior attitude. My daughter is 18 years old. <clears throat> and she is not only an ally. She is loud and proud and an activist in her own right. I'm very, very proud of her. There are some things about her that will mature. I mean, you know, because right now she, she'll run that mouth, <laughs> you know, but she's not old enough to hurt anybody, really, I don't think. I don't think she would ever have that intention, you know, when she when she says something nasty, when you upset her. But I could chalk that up to her age, too. You know, she's 18 and she's female. But there are times she'll say something to her and she'll just go off and say hurt, hurtful things. I just stand there and look at her. Actually, I just I just turn around and walk away because um, she doesn't get that kind of energy from me. But, you know, on the other hand, 
her passion drives her in so many ways. You know, she's won art contests at school. She loves art. Um, she has things that she loves, that she pursues. She cheerleaded forever and ever and ever. And, you know, that kind of passion and wit just drives so much. So much, in fact, that school, especially high school, her last couple of years, just bordered gears. It wasn't that she couldn't learn or didn't want to learn. She already knew it, and it she just felt that it was boring, that it just wasn't a challenge for her anymore. And, you know, I, I, I get that. I mean, it happens. I really do get that. But for me, um, she's my little knight of swords, you know. She she's she's just a little she's just a little warrior. She just she would be the person, you know, that can really create great change. And you know that I believe in that in all people. She makes me very proud. And I'm ready for her, you know, her go get them attitude. Even if she acts a lot on impulse a lot, she has impulse control problems because of her age, right? But as with all of us, we are going to age through experience and we all grow. Um, and I'm proud of the direction that she's growing. You know, so I'd have to say that my knight of swords would, is my daughter, Sky. Now we get to the page. <clears throat> you know, pages are always messengers, of course. Um, pages are always simple, inspirational, right? Like. You know, when you get a lot of pages, you think, you know, well, this is a time to learn something new. They bring messages of solutions. They bring understanding. Um, but for the swords, I'd have to say the page is, and I don't know why, and this, is, this has struck me for a long time. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but it's Judy Moody and the Not Boring, Not So Bummer Summer. The page of swords is Judy Moody. Because she is so, well, she was driven, right? Um and just, she was just so curious and she was so adventurous, right? Um, that when that movie came out, and I couldn't even tell you um, what year that movie came out, per usual, every movie that I've brought up or TV show, I apologize, I'm old, but, or, you know, I'm showing my age. I don't know what year that came out, but I would say that Judy Moody is the little page of swords. She's like a little Dora the Explorer, a little detective, little, you know. She's adventurous and always getting into something. Um, and that's just who I always thought about. So even though there are two people from my own family in this identification or definition of persona for me in the court of the swords, there's only two. You know, one and the other is a, um, a TV personality and the other is a fictional character from a book. So, you know, don't get locked into thinking that the entire family that you create here really has to be related. I know that when we, uh, when we discussed our first week, when we discussed the, um, discussed the Court of Cups, Hearts, we talked about Reba Hart and Brock Hart and, you know, that little family. But as we've gone on, you can see how mine have changed. I like to group them and call them a little family if I can relate them that way. Um, and then, you know, the meditation that I gave you, how to step into the card and really get to know the card and look at all the symbolism and stuff like that. I think that that meditation, um, 
done in a way that you are connecting with the persona that you are creating is very, very powerful for remembering. Because when you put the 16 court cards in front of me, I see people, right? Now, there are some readers that will always read with an identifier or a significator. Um, and there are other ones that don't. Those of us that do and we see people um, and we see or the energy that, you know, the embodied energy here. It really, really makes remembering the court cards easier because they're groups of people to me. Um, I guess that you could be so creative and, and do it in so many different ways. Maybe it's not even people. Maybe it is cartoons. I could probably put this whole thing together with Futurama, American Dad, Rick and Morty, and Family Guy. Oh, I bet I could. I bet I absolutely could. But whatever characters that you see that you connect with, you know, Jesse told me the other day that I was a character on a new movie from Disney. I don't have Disney Plus anymore because I turned it off after The Mandalorian. Um, but now I want to see it because she said that this dragon in this cartoon was totally me. Now I have to see it. I have no idea. And it's like that with the, you know, the longer we're alive, the more movies we see, the more people that come into our life. Um, our ideas and our definitions of our court cards change. Uh, we talked last week um, when I was talking about how I shifted between the kings um, because <clears throat> at the time that was the connection that I was making, but our connections change, you know, as we grow older, older, our experiences grow older, our connection with different characters grow older, you know, and so it's good. So once you assign these characters, it's good to evolve the more that you work with the cards, the more that you connect on a, you know, human level of recognition like this. Um, you may find that the first week that you start, you have, you know, all four characters in cups and a week later you change every single one of them. And that's good. That's flow. Stay in the flow. You will find what's meant to be there. That's always my belief. Um, and I believe that when we go into the cards, as well as connect to our own spirit, that our own spirit will lead us because it will never lead us wrong. And it really helps us uh, think of things like last week when I was talking about the king, you know, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> right? But then, you know, new characters come along and you, we have new experiences and things change. Our definition of the energy or the person this card represents changes over time. Maybe not for everyone, but certainly for some, it would have to be because it has for me and it has for a couple of different uh, people that I know that have read for a long time. But, you know, again, like I always say, when I started, there was only one deck. There wasn't, you didn't have all this beautiful artwork. Um, <clears throat> and what I love too is the creativity and extra cards, right? I have uh, the five cent tarot that have extra cards. I have additional decks that have extra cards. I have a Lenormand deck that has four extra cards that the artist put in and stuff. I love stuff like that because I think that anything that is to be remembered must grow, must evolve, must come with us, right? If we are ever to keep the old ways alive, um, our ways, our traditions, no matter what path we are on, the only way to do that is to share, right? Keep that energy alive. Um, and I think that using this system for the court cards um, can really be beneficial. And I'm hoping that, um, and I'm not calling for an assignment for you guys to choose and post, 
but eventually at the end of summer um, or at some time, you know, that you can say that you tried it and, you know, let me know if it did help you or not, because you know me, I'm always wanting feedback because, because I'm me. Are there any questions? I have a question, actually, I, I think I missed it. Who did you equate the Queen of Swords to? I thought Judge you said Judy. And then you said, no, maybe that wasn't her. Well, you know, I just feel like for the meme, it was really, really cute. And when you're first learning tarot, you can say, oh, yeah, she's all logical and she's so witty and blah, blah, blah. But for deeper, for me, it shifted from her. And I would just have to sit down and really think about it because we all know who the Queen of Swords is. This is me. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes I'm the Queen of Swords. Sometimes I'm the Queen of Pentacles. It depends on the day. Always a boss. Sometimes a bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Well, but I you just... know, the, the cards live and change with me anyway. True, true. They, you st definitely stay in the flow. But I just want to thank everybody for joining us and welcome you to um, our tarot class. And we thank Lynn doing, for doing such a great job um, with this class. I think we're, this is class four, I believe. Yep, this was the last court. The last court, yes it is. If you guys down in the audience would like to come up and join us, feel free to raise your hand. Thank you again for being you can go to witchbomb.com on my podcast, um, and I record these or replay them, uh, Tarot on Tuesday, and our 11 to 3, these are extensions of our educational network, um, so the information is available for everyone to um, replay it as many times as they want or whenever they want, you know, because ain't nobody together at the same time. Okay, we don't have any questions about this week. What about last week or any other weeks? Well, since nobody has any questions, would you mind repeating the king and queen, or not queen, but um, the other couple, because I did miss the first couple of minutes, if you don't mind repeating. Yeah, the king of swords is Durwood, my Durwood, but... That led me to, I recently started watching Bewitched and realized that Durwood is a misogynistic pig. But, um, you know, 64 was a weird year. But I was talking about how he taught me so much about the planets. You know, he was in the, he was in the chess club. He was in the astronomy club. And, you know, the weird little things that I share, like pictures from Hubble or like what this kind of eclipse is. Everybody's like, it's an eclipse. I'm like, it's actually not. It's penumbral. It comes from him because he has shared all his scientific knowledge with me. Um, he's logical. He, 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 he cares very deeply. However, when shit hits the fan, like when my father passed, he will not ever step into emotion. He's the level-headed, logical, okay, let's get this done um, person. But he's kind and he's fair. Fairness is, is huge for him. Um, but he's he likes to he likes to know, you know, not only is he highly educated, he stays highly educated because he's on a constant quest to learn. If he doesn't know something, he's like me. He will research it and do it and do it and do it and practice it. Um, 
because just that's just the way his genius works. That's just the way his mind works. So he is the king. Now, for the Queen of Swords, I was talking about, in my meme, the four queens meme that I put in the Facebook group, I had chosen Judge Judy. That's when I did RuPaul and Beyonce, and it was just a cute meme. But in reality, Judge Judy is too much of a bitch to be the Queen of Swords because people, you know, sometimes look at the Queen of Swords, and although she's got a quick wit, and she will set her boundaries and enforce them, Although she seems cold, she's really not. She really does love and she really does care and have feelings, right? That's why I said, sometimes I'm the queen or I'm the queen of swords and sometimes I'm the queen of pentacles. It depends on the day. You just never can tell. But she, uh, you know, even though Judge Judy is, you know, just and fair and, you know, solves problems, she can shock you by telling you you're stupid because she thinks everybody's stupid and it does a disservice to the queen of swords in the tarot, so I'm going to come up with someone else, and I think that was it. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Any other questions, my love? So, um, now that we have the court cards completed, and we have completed the fool's journey. We are going to start on the pips and it's going to go a little quicker, but I want to let you guys know this little journey. We started with the fool's journey, went through every card. It is almost over. Can you believe it? Can you believe 78 weeks? Um, it's all, it's going to be over with before you know it. And we have gone through everything. If you would like to review any of it, it's available in both the Facebook group and the network, except for the court card work that I recorded here and put up on my podcast. I post about in the network. Um, and moving forward, we are going to talk numerology. And I'm going to discuss some differences between numbers and, and different divination as well. Um, and how... They represent different stages of, you know, or different stages of projects, you know, completion, um, events, relationships, things like that. Stephanie, did you have a question? Oh, no, I was just cheering. I'm excited for the, the numerology portion. Um, I just got some briskas, and those are the cards that my aunt used to use, and it's completely different. Um, they're basically just playing cards, but they're Spanish playing cards, and I think there's only 50 cards. But either way, I'm excited to learn about the numbers. Oh, well, I'm going to have to do a, a playing card one because there are two different that I know. There are two, three. There are three different meanings that you can read with a deck of playing cards. You got the, you know, the Appalachian way. Um, you got the um, Western way. You have the Lenormand way, um, which is different the than the gypsy deck. Yep, because they had that has it's it's mixed up, and all the cards are there. When in the Lenormand, it's really not. Um, so there are some differences. So when I start talking about them, Stephanie, don't let me forget. You have to ask, you know ask me about the playing cards because we'll we'll talk about them at the same time. I'm excited. I'll try to. Remember. Someone will remember that's listening, I'm sure. I definitely. Right? Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I'll remember too. <laughs> I'll try. Face classes that you're going to do. Do what? I said I'm excited about the moon phase, the workings in the different moon phases that you're doing also. Yeah, you know, uh, it, April was two years that I did all eight of the videos. And this time I'm going to do it on Clubhouse, just talking. That way I don't have to fix my hair. And I nothing. think it's awesome that you have so many scheduled already. That way everybody can just go and hit that bell. And you can add it to your Google Calendar or your Apple Calendar and set you a reminder. And it makes it really easy. I love that option. I've yes. hit all In the bells. I uh, someone asked, is it really at 11 a.m.? And I said, yeah, I'm going to do it on my lunch break. It is earlier, but I will record it. So they will be available um, on the uh, the podcast link. Yeah. And uh, there's another one. Thursday, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? No, tomorrow's Wednesday. <clears throat> Thursday. <clears throat> um, our 11 to 3 room. I'm crafting conjure. I'm starting on the seven hermetic principles. We are going to start with number one, the principle of nucleus. Nice. Yeah. Um, because, you know, not very many people appreciated my Snapchat filter when I did the hermetic principles or the fact that I only talked about it for one whole minute, 59 minutes or 59 seconds. Because oh, it was but I love like those. They're straight to the point and hilarious. I know, but they wanted more information. And I said, I can't help it. TikTok can only allow you 60 second, 60 second videos. But now I have three minutes. We all have three minutes now. Um, but I thought that we could talk about it more, right? Because I shared the universal laws as well. Um, and so Thursday, we will be doing principle number one. And we will go through them on Thursday. D may or may not be available for the next few weeks. Um, so that's going to be our topic while he handles his business and stuff or work and all that. Because we're just not independently wealthy, but one day we will be, so we don't have to worry about such trivial things as work and jobs. What's that? I told someone the other day, I'm going to win the lottery. She said, when's the last time you played? I said, I've never played in my life. Thank you. Like that old joke, you gotta buy, you gotta buy a ticket, Blondie. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to play. <laughs> I'll figure it out though. You'd be the one to win, though. I wholeheartedly believe it. Well, you know, I I, can, I, I think it'd be cool. I, I don't have time to concentrate on it one, you know, right now. But I think Elisa would be the one to win. That too. And I haven't mm -hmm. it in many, many years. And I need to. Yeah, I'll have to figure out playing. I got some divining on that, though. Check on the number. Elise is going to win the lottery, and I'm going to have to do phone sex to pay for my kid's college tuition. How is this well, Holly, <laughs> so what, Holly, guess what? Oh. I just found out. I just found out. Check this shit out. I just find out, found out that it, phone sex isn't even what's cool anymore. Melling people your used drawers is what's hot. Well, I was I, like, wait I, a minute, what? I just ordered what? some new drawers. I'm like, I'm fine mm -hmm. with that. 
yeah, they will pay for them. And I was like, wait a minute. I said, well, first of all, does it have to be me? (laughs) Can I hire someone? (laughs) Don't you got to wear drawers to sell them? I mean, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) They do, and it's on TikTok. And let me tell you what. From what that lady, well, there's a few ladies there that do it, say then people will pay for extra in them drawers too, honey. Yeah, listen, and I mean like big cash. And you know what? It's just so sick. It's just sick enough to make me some money. (laughs) 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 I mean, come on now. Everybody's, everybody's, you know, it's okay to be a freak. Is anybody questions about any of the courts, the cups, the pentacles, swords, wands, anything? Uh, not so much of a question, but maybe a request. Um, sure. um, I know you have the issues with arthritis and you don't want to type up too much, but maybe somewhere in all the information you have, there's a kind of a maybe a cheat sheet for the courts because I'm a little combination of visual along with audio with trying to remember stuff. And if I just do one, it goes over my head and I can't take notes right now because I'm trying to get my kids to sleep. So I I do have one and it's almost done. And that was when I post, I was putting it in the network. You'll notice I put in uh, journaling prompts today, but I do Stephanie and I will make sure to tag you when that goes in. Yay. Well, I also was, I just put like what I covered, like why these people, what characteristics, you know, made me think of them. Just something that you can print. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the printable queen. Because I just, I'm always like, yeah, print it out so you can keep it. Um, but yeah, did you guys like the um, writing prompts today? Love it. I put, I used a different template from Canva and put my own pictures in it. I thought it was cute. It doesn't match my branding at all, but I was like, fuck it. It looks good. <laughs> in both the network and Facebook? No, no. All the, all the printables and downloadables are in the network. Whatever you, if you see me posting in the Facebook group, you better run to the network because I have upgraded that content. That's my MO. I know. I know. Listen, it's a thing with me. I know that it's it's only 99 cents a month, but I want to make sure you get good shit. And, uh, you know. Oh, there's a lot. Support me. I'm going to support you. And just remind you, if you in the audience would like to join up on stage to ask questions or anything, please feel free to raise your hand. I have printed a small book and I really need to um, hole punch and put them in the binder. But I love the printouts and I love that you can access the information, go back to it. Um, and like, I like being able to refresh or even, you know, like if say a friend comes, I'm like, Oh, I know where this is. Go look for that. Um, so it's all great. Mm-hmm. Information. I love it. Well, I'm so glad because this is what, listen. <laughs> so a couple years ago when I started the group, I was like, Oh my goodness. I got so many things in my book, in my book, Big Bertha. This is why I don't like them that, that, okay, this is why I bitch when people start making their book of shadows and they use that weird paper that's not rock paper, but, but people think it's cool. This is why. Do you guys remember the picture I took where I traced my own hand and I did the magic of our hands, the original yeah. picture that I put I, up? That. All the, all the uh, pen and, and pencil 
you could barely read it. I had to go back over it and digitize it. I couldn't take a picture of it because after years, you know, whether it's ink or pencil or anything you color in there, it, that paper just eats it and it goes away. That's why I don't like that book. Now it's it's, it's full of stuff, but I started putting stuff like this and digitizing it because it's just, if you lose it, you can print another copy. If you spill candle wax on it, you can print another copy. If you get blood on it, I mean, you know, wine, you know, stuff, anything, you can print another copy. That's what I'm saying. Um, and that's why, because all those books are cute. And, you know, when you first start out, you want them all to be so beautiful. Mine are not beautiful because I scribble like a two year old. I have the handwriting of a serial killer because I've typed my entire life. And uh, I'm glad that you love them. I'll keep, and I will keep. That's why I do the um, tarot draws like that too, so you can print those out too, Sonia. It's <laughs> so little images with a hand. I'm, I'm, I just figure. I'm very tactile. I like to have it in my hand to yeah. read it. I'll tell you what, I went through some ink and paper printing out all the free books and the magical formulary and all of that stuff. I have in big binders all over my house. Um, but I know where to put my hands on it. Yeah, same. Um, I, I like to have it in hand and I like, um, if, if I did not do that, my phone wouldn't be functional <laughs> because if it's not printable, it's like, I'm taking screenshots so I can go back. Um, it, it I just have to have it in hand. It, it's just like with me and books, you know, like I, I have a collection of books. I like to be able to leave through things. I want to highlight. I want to just do stuff. Yeah, that's why I can't get on board with Audible because I can't stop and highlight or make a note. I can't. The only thing I can't do it. Audible is on um, road trips. Like when I have to take my daughter and travel and stuff and I'm in the car for 10 hours, I have started listening to books on there um, to be able to do things hands-free. Um, but it's nice. usually something that I feel like I have to take notes from. Yeah. That's why I just, if I'm going to listen to it on audible, it has to be fiction because I can't, I have to, I yeah. don't just, I listen while I'm talking to you. I had to just log into my library because I do have two books out and I requested one and I just checked and no, it is not there yet. So. Because I, listen, I go to my library, okay? And I'm going to tell you what. They tore down all of our libraries throughout the city and they rebuild them. And I do not like the new ones. They, they tore down beautiful Victorian original libraries that had so much history and spirit. And replaced them with glass and brass. And it looks terrible. And the whole vibe is gone. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about that. Like, I get technology and the way things are going and I understand it at the same time I think that it's important to keep those things the history of it that I don't know it's just um with audible and even with kindle like I like the space saving aspect because I'm a collector so you know I'd be overrun by everything however at the same time if you don't have the books in hand if you don't have that mm -hmm. access to writing and doing things that the way we used to you lose the art of it and i don't know it, it's it's like giving up not just the history but a, a bit of control and power you know if everything's digitized and you can't go put your hands on the book 
who's to say you're going to even have access to the books, <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm funny about that kind of stuff. That's another reason why I like to have my books in hand. Me too. Fahrenheit 451 is real, man. Um, it, just like anything, technology, you know, I started getting books on Kindle, but for the most part, I have a large library and it, I have to smell the book. I know I sound like a whack, a whack-a-doodle. I love the way books smell. I love Me the way too. they smell. I like, I like the way they're, and I'm always like, hmm, paper quality. I give it a six cover quality. I mean, I grade them. Okay. And I smell them and I hold them and I scribble in them and, and I make them mine. And I, you know, you cannot do that with an ebook. You can't. Yeah. Books have spirit. Like, you know, like there's, there's just, there's an energy to them. And then when you're doing those things like that, you know, writing on your books and pouring over them and you, you're adding your energy to it. I don't know. There's just something very special about. Mm-hmm, I agree. Book. I agree. So does anybody else have questions about the tarot court? Because if not, I'm going to in the room and I'm going to tell you why. Because my lovely self has to get up at 4 a.m. to take my BFF for surgery. I have to have her somewhere at 6. I have to drive to her town and pick her up and take her to another town. And um, you have to get up at 4 a.m. That's an ungodly hour. <laughs> But well, you know, is, it's sad. Well, this is what's sad. She has two sisters and can't count on them to get her there on time. And this is why we have. <laughs> so I'm driving lives. from where I live. Yeah, I live 20 miles. Uh, but she's my best friend, so you know. Yeah, I'm gonna but, say but that's why we have best friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd be like a golden girl situation. Or whatever. If something ever happens to him, I'd be like, I'm gonna put an ad out and get roommates, and we will be like the golden girl witches up in this bitch. That would be so and then we'll all be out there planting <laughs> that mullen. And, uh, oh, I decided, Elisa, maybe look into beekeeping classes. So I'll keep you updated on that one. Oh, yeah, we have lots of beekeepers here. Mm-hmm. Love bees. See if we can do it here in this zone. But if anybody doesn't have anything, I will get this recording up. And share it in the network tomorrow. No, no. It will be tomorrow afternoon because I have to get up early. So it will not be until later. Holly, I'm glad to hear your voice tonight. I know you heard me. Um, But I love you all. And if you guys have any questions, you know where to find me. Thank Thank you, Willow. Good night, ladies. Thank you. You're welcome. See you guys. Yay. Be careful Bye. tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I had to get up and Good night, give me some iced coffee. Good night. That's what Talk I'm drinking right later. now. <laughs> yeah. I can drink coffee around the clock. That's a problem. So I me quit too. Because, yes. I love coffee. <laughs> yes, I do. I too. drink espresso, so. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I'm being Cuban. Are I you like it black. Your coffee grounds for the bunnies. Yeah, you know what? I have them, and you know what? I was standing there, and I had to get a big Ziploc thing to start pouring them in, right? Because I'm the only one who drinks coffee here during the week because my husband's at work and my daughter's at work. And um, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I told my husband, "You know what I miss? I miss metal coffee cans. That's what I miss. Those were just the best." 
Yes. They were the best. Yes. My Folgers thing now is red plastic. I said, metal coffee cans were just the best. But I told him what you said about the bunny. So we are collecting it and we're going to put it around the fence perimeter. And Mm -hmm. your garden. I said, hey. Yeah. Well, my garden's fenced in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep them out of the garden. (laughs) I know. I know. I just want to keep them away from that, away from the dogs. Uh, The rest of the land, I want them to be free and happy. I just, my dog keeps eating them. I just, I'm trying to save them. Yes. That happens here too. And you know, you just have to, it's, I know it's hard and I hate it, but it is a circle of life. And if our animals Mm -hmm. help thin out that population, we'd be overrun with them. Literally. That is true. That is true. But I, my garden is 50 by 75. They don't give a shit about them dogs. They want, they want what's in the garden. (laughs) So I'm just trying to keep them alive. And you know, just because, it's 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 murder. <laughs> There's so many out here. <laughs> I feel you. And they're cute, and I understand that. You know, people are like they're against deer hunting, and I say, you know, my husband hit a deer on his way to work. Well, you have to you have to go slow down these roads, you know, at dawn and dusk, um, yeah. because the deer overrun out here, out in the corn, out in the fields, um, and so yes, it's necessary to keep the population down. I hit a big old deer. It is. And totaled my Tahoe. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they can do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Lot yeah, of I damage. had a friend driving down a highway, 675, and didn't even see it coming, and it slammed into her passenger side, and had someone been in the car with her, they said they would have died. Oh, wow. Big, I believe gigantic. It. Yes, big, gigantic. Yeah. Uh, we, me and Skyler were driving down the road, and I mean, if this was twelve point, he was. I'm not. I'm not even exaggerating. Standing about four feet from the road, just standing there, and Skyler had a panic attack, and I almost could not get her home because she's scared to death of him. Because uh, rut and deer in November are scary. Yeah, very that's scary. True. They're very powerful. Yes. Yep. Very powerful, and she's afraid of them. And I, I was creeping by and she was like, you have to speed up. I was like, no, because if he jumps, I'm going to hit him. You know, and she was like, he's going to come through the windows and kill us. And she was freaking out. Oh, dear. Yeah, they're they're huge out here. They get out here in these woods where I live, five rivers meet. So you can imagine the woods and you know the parks and stuff around here. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. All right, ladies. Well, thank you. I will get the recording up tomorrow when I get back from the hospital and take Miss Nisi for her surgeries on tomorrow morning. So I'll talk to everyone later. Bless you. And thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Um, The court courts are over. I can't wait to start the pips. You know, after getting through the fool's journey in this, I just feel so accomplished. You know what I mean? So I was like, God, bless America. This is going to take me well over a year to do it. It has. <laughs> but, but I did 13 months with Hikate. So, you, you know. Yep. Right. That went by very fast. Yeah, it went by fast. This, the rest of this will go by quick. But okay, well, I will talk to you lovely, magical, beautiful ladies. Awesome other time. Night, ladies. Night, night. Y'all. Sweet dreams. Same here to you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.